The fragility of confidence, even amongst major champions. We'll hear from one today discussing the same. Plus, post-major chill, DJ and Will and Webb and more. And we'll have leaders from the LPGA. It's all coming up with the Fairways of Life Worldwide. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews unforgettable stories taking you beyond the ropes here's your host new york times best-selling author and golf channels matt adams what is going on folks welcome to the program on this thursday from wherever around the usa or the world you are joining us in the fairways of life show so round one is in the books of the lote championship not sure if you got a chance to catch any of the coverage in prime time last night Brittany Altamari leading the way with Yuka Sasso, both at eight under par after opening rounds of 64. From there, tied for third, uh, Yu, Korda, and Ewing are all at seven under par. Sixth place alone belongs to Stacey Lewis. So we start with Brittany Altamari that went on an absolute tear opening up with seven birdies. Altamari talking about, you know, what went right. Uh, I, I don't even, I was just putting really well. Um, you know, on the front nine, I think I struggled a little bit. Like, I just think something was just like a little off, or at least I felt that way. And that, you know, I brought Charlie in to help me read my putts on one and two. And it just kind of gave me some confidence. Okay. Like, yeah, you're reading it right. Just, it kind of just freed me up to just, you know, let's just hit the putt and just make it. So, yeah. Did you realize how many you were making in a row or was it just one shot at a time? I tried to say one shot at a time, but kind of towards the end of it I kind of realized and then like I chipped in on seven I just started laughing because I'm just like just one of those days which was fun because it hasn't happened in a while for me so it's excited. Sometimes the golf gods gods just happen to be in your favor what is it about Capillet that is working so well for your game you think? Um, I mean this week like I just I really like the greens here they're smooth I think that you when you hit the putt where you want to like it's it's gonna go there like there's no It's not bumping around or anything, so I think if you're putting well, like you can make a lot of putts out here. This is a brand new golf course compared to Koalina, but there are some similarities. When you were preparing for this week, what did you notice about uh, Capillet Golf Club that was different from Koalina? Um, I mean, the back nine, there's just like there's a lot to it. I mean, like there's a lot of water and some trouble, and the greens I think are more severe on that side. So I paid attention a little bit more there. But 18 looks very similar to 18 that. Koalina, but it's it's super pretty and yeah. <laughs> what is it about returning to Hawaii uh, that excites you? I mean, this is probably one of the most paradise-like places we'll go to this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful here. I mean, who doesn't love going to Hawaii? I mean, despite the travel, I mean, when you get here, it's just paradise. So, I mean, how can you not be in a good mood when you're here? So, I'm always excited to come here. What is there to work on towards tomorrow? There will be more windier conditions because of that the way Hawaii is, but what are you going to be focusing on during round two? Just trying to stay steady and consistent. I mean, my putter obviously feels really good. Um, my coach and I have been working a lot on some things with my driver, and you know, it's, I'm finally starting to feel comfortable with it, so I think if I can just stay consistent off the tee and just kind of keep working on what we've been working on, I think it'll be good. I was going to say, what are you working on uh, back, then, back there in Tampa? Yeah, um, well, we worked a lot um, with my driver, like different driver shafts and my swing speed. And 
I started hitting it further, but it kind of just went like this a little bit, and we're just trying to like you know bring it in a little bit to make it more straighter and more consistent. And last week we did a lot of work with it, and then I was doing a lot of work with him on the range this week too. Well, he's in Tampa, but we were you know talking on the phone and stuff, and it's finally clicking. I think so. I'm excited. I was gonna say, what does that do for your confidence when you finally feel all everything's just coming together? It just feels like natural and just you know you could just be aggressive and you know just kind of play free golf I guess yeah <laughs> all right can you remember having a run of seven birdies in a row at any nope. point <laughs> <laughs> I I no I don't remember a time like that even in like just practice so I don't know <laughs> and so what I mean, mentally as you're making the turn what was kind of going through your mind what kind of clicked in for you there yeah like I said um I had Charlie, my caddy, read the first two putts on the front nine, which was my back nine, and it just kind of gave me confidence, like, yeah, like, I'm reading them correctly. It just freed me up, and, you know, I made those two. They looked good. They went in, and I felt a lot of confidence after that, so. You mentioned the chip in on seven, right? Uh, any other kind of long ones that you made in that run, or, um, or kind of giving yourself really good looks <laughs> that whole time? I gave myself some pretty good looks. Um, I did make a couple long ones, but I mean, they weren't super long. They were all like inside 30 feet, but still, I mean, they're pretty long. <laughs> she opened on the 10th hole. She birdied that hole. She had a birdie on the 14th to get the two under, a bogey on 15. So only one under on her opening nine. And then she made the turn with those seven birdies in the row to finish on the mark of eight under par after the opening round. Uh, in Hawaii. Also on that leaderboard is Allie Ewing on the mark of seven under par, only one shot back. And for Allie Ewing, I guess it's about keeping the good times rolling. I'm feeling really good. Um, I think coming off a good week at A&A, I'm just trying to keep momentum going, uh, really trusting my ball striking ability to drive it out here in Hawaii. Um, certainly great view, so you can appreciate a lot walking around the golf course and yeah, I'm just really happy that I got off to a good start. Leaderboards everywhere, so I think I think the course is playing pretty scorable. So, um, you know, I think birdies are out there, but getting around it bogey-free, I think was was uh, really good for me for a good start. Great way to start off the week there, especially that birdie on 18. We saw that was motoring across the green. Uh, what were some of those birdie opportunities like for you just this entire day? Yeah, um, I think before the wind really picked up, um, I had some some really good looks, maybe inside 15 feet that I I made birdies on. Um, I made a couple of really good par saves too. So um, that putt on the last was obviously the longest putt that I made today, and it was carrying a lot of speed. But uh, certainly glad it hit the hole. Um, yeah, I think it just gave myself a lot of good opportunities. Uh, played the par fives really well, um, three under on the par five. So. Um, I think just the key to scoring is playing par fives well, giving yourself a lot of looks. And um, I gave myself a lot of looks. I, I missed a few putts that I, you know, just lipped out. So um, I got one back there on the last, seeing it go in from that long of a distance. So, yeah, feeling good. Love to see little ones like that. Uh, you said you talked about your A&A finish, a T7 finish for you. What's it like carrying that momentum? We had that off week. So how did you, you know, think about carrying the momentum into this week despite having the off week there? Yeah, um, I took a little bit of time at the beginning of the week when I got home, just, you know, some rest. Um, and then so much of it, I think, is just about, you know, keeping the same mindset, um, the same things that I f have feel-wise in my swing. Um, and I think so much of my golf game is about um, trusting my ball striking. So getting to a golf course is kind of windy, um, really relying on good contact and giving myself looks. 
um, certainly what I'll try to do the next uh, tomorrow as well. I was going to say, what is the strategy like when you know the windier conditions are going to be out there tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I think it's the same. It kind of picked up on our back nine. So, um, you know, there's some holes out here where if you get a little a little too aggressive, um, you can you can spin it. A lot of false fronts. So, um, you know, some of those front pins, you go ahead and hit it past the hole and take, you know, a 15-footer is great, but sometimes you have a 25-footer. It's just kind of trying to, you know, give yourself the best look. And if it's a 25-footer, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, I'll just go with the same mindset and, uh, you know, try to, try to have a lot of opportunities and see what we do. And you actually have been to Kappa Golf Club before. You came here, you were telling me, back in college. So this isn't the first time that you've seen this course. Were you remembering those uh, memories when you were out there today? So actually we played at a different golf course, but we were in Hawaii. So, uh, you know, kind of the same sort of feel with, like, windy conditions and stuff. Um, and obviously I've not been – I've been to Hawaii several times with the LPGA. So, um, yeah, just getting around the golf course, you can expect win in Hawaii. So – um, yeah, good feels, great views. We'll try to keep it going. And today they released a story with Chad, your family friend from Fulton, Mississippi. What is that like for you to watch him uh, do so well in the Corn Ferry Tour this year? Yeah, it's so exciting. And uh, Fulton, Mississippi, uh, it, it, just a great community that we've had. We've had so much support. Um, and uh, Chad, I think, is just the, a testament to how hard he's worked and um, just another small-town guy that is, you know, playing well enough to see him on the PGA Tour and um, we've all known that he's had the game for this long and it's certainly good to see the good golf come to fruition and uh, him in a great position to get his PGA Tour card at the end of the year. Allie Ewing at seven under par only one shot off the lead when you hear her speaks with Brittany too to tell you the truth uh, Don was just reminding me that Brittany was due to be on with us if you guys recall when Tiger had his car accident and that changed everything in terms of everybody's broadcast schedule at that time. But it's about a progression of confidence, but sometimes confidence can go the other direction as well. I'm going to get into that in just a second. First, I want to announce to the world that we are extremely proud to welcome PXG to the Fairways of Life family. PXG products are already distinguishing themselves on the world golf stage and the future of golf club performance has arrived. The all-new PXG Gen 4 golf clubs are the product of years of research and testing, combining specialized materials never before used in golf to produce incredible sound and feel, unbelievable forgiveness, explosive distance, and drop-dead sexy looks. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Welcome to PXG. So, Dom, you were telling me, it was interesting, before we went on the air, in, in this conversation about confidence, that Martin Keimer had some comments that he made in advance of uh, the European Tours event and how you were surprised at his candor. What was it that surprised you about what he said before we play this sound? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think if I remember correctly, you're referring to the soundbite from Paul Azinger that we used to use in the opening of the show when we were on Sirius XM. And he said, when you, when you have it, you never think you're going to lose it. But when you lose it, you never think you're going to get it back. So here is a man that is amongst 83 men all time that have two or more major championships. He's amongst only 12 other golfers other than him on the European tour that 11 or more wins and two major championships and all of them are interlocks for the Hall of Fame. So that's the context against with the background against with we have these comments courtesy of the European tour from Martin Keimer. I feel good. I'm happy to play. I would almost say playing at home again. You know, it's very close to to Germany. I could drive here only 3-4 hours. Um, a golf course that I've never been to, but I played a practice round yesterday, which was a bit tricky to see um, because the weather was quite poor, I would say. Um, but I'll play another practice round today. Um, I feel ready to play. Um, I haven't I haven't played in a, in a couple of months or in a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months in, in Europe, um, and I'm happy to be back. Yeah, the top 50 in the world is, is huge. You know, you can get into all the majors and World Golf Champion events, and, and once you're in those events, and you can you make you can make your way forward. Uh, you can play yourself into into events that you have that I haven't played in a couple of years. Um, you know, and I, I still haven't given up on the Ryder Cup. You know, Ryder Cup is is huge, and it was a really pain not not to be part of the team in France. Um, I know I'm I'm quite far away right now, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things right at the moment um, to have a good summer. No, I'm not really thinking about that I need to change much. You know, I think Westwood proved it really well over the last uh, four or five weeks. I think you, I, I need to focus a little bit more on my strength and believe in my strength um, and have a little bit of... I mean, if I would have a couple of good results, that would, that would make a big difference to me, um, knowing... That I'm, I'm very, that I'm very close. I feel, I'm, I feel like I'm close, but you, you still need the results. You know, no one really cares how well you feel, um, as long as you don't, or, or if you don't put the right results on, on the, on the scorecard. And I think that that is something that I'm, that I'm really longing. You know, I, I really need a couple of good, good results, but you can't force them. You know, and that's why you know, this week is a good week for, for me to play, because um, I feel like my, my game is ready for the European Tour but not ready for the PGA Tour right now. Fascinating. Amazing. Uh, I have to be to be fair. Uh, there, I don't think I've ever heard it from a player of his stature. He's thirty-six years old. Is is Martin Keimer? Uh, but there are times when you when you have because if a player is 
commenting like that, they're probably struggling and it's rare for them to have a microphone thrust into their face to say, hey, what do you think about what's going on here? But we've heard some some pretty soul-searching comments, I think, of late from players of the stature of like Justin Thomas with what he w- went through. Uh, and I'm not saying it at times that what these players go through, I don't mean to cast them as victims. They, they are the author of their own direction in many cases, but still they have, they have the, the candor, the honesty, the, the courage to, to say exactly what they're feeling, which I love to tell you the truth for what we do. I think that's, that's great. Uh, I do think that sometimes people react to things very brutally uh, there was an apology issue you may have seen from from uh, Billy Horschel. I think because the video was out there of him slamming a club back into his bag when he was really upset, and he apologized and said he apologized for the people at Augusta and blah blah blah. And it was interesting to see the way uh, I, I guess in the world that we live in today to still get the candor that we get from these players shows you how special they are. Because no matter what they say, they're going to be taken to task in, in the world that, that uh, tries and convicts uh, on social media. And so you could see there was a little bit of struggle with that going on, particularly with Billy, because I think, I think it, and you guys already know that, that this, is, this is our opinion, my opinion, that the greatest professional athletes of any sport anywhere in the world are golfers. And... Uh, fully aware of the of the bias inherent in in that statement, but if you've if you've done any work with any other professional leagues, it's very different than what you get from these tour players. By and large, every one of these tour players, including Martin Keimer, who you just heard from too, are heavily involved in charitable endeavors. Almost all of them have foundations which they use to to give back. So. It's a special group of people, and to have that type of honesty coming from them, I'm I'm more impressed than anything else. And I forget who the guest was that we had on recently, yesterday, I think, Dom, you might remember which, which guest said it, that said to us, in order to, sometimes in order to fix something, you need to, it was Stuart Sink, and I'm paraphrasing, you need to talk about it. Because if you don't, it, it will emerge somewhere else, which I thought was a fascinating insight, which was why it was so hard for us to get Stuart Sink off. I was trying to get him off the show in deference and respect to his time, but every time he said something, it, the content of it was so good that I didn't even want to move on. That, that's that's how, how solid it was. Uh, to that point about information that was solid and fascinating over the last couple of days, We've gotten a massive response from Dr. Craig Farnsworth when he was on with us about, remember we was talking about Hideki's putting and what they did to try to correct Hideki's putting and everybody started doing this and pointing and doing all, trying to do all the things that he said to do. You know what, when we come back, even though I know we've got DJ and the wings and, and, and Colin Morikawa and Will Z and all the rest, I, I, and we will get to that and I will give you an update on what's going on the leaderboard Don, when we come back, I want to I want to go to Dr. Craig Farnsworth and and play that again because of the amount of interest that people are having. Going, what he solved the putting putting problem without even working on technique. It didn't matter what putter you're using, what grip you were using, what style you were using. Nothing. It was all about what was going on visually. You'll hear it if you haven't heard it already. Coming up next, BioFit360.com. Log on to BioFit360.com. Peruse.
what is there with the mind being opened by the fact that you can deal with the chronic pain that you've been dealing with. What is it? Where is it? Ankles, knees, hips, back, shoulders, elbows. Do I need to stop? Wrists, neck. If you're an athlete, if you're a golfer, if you're a human being, you're dealing with something. Well, BioFit 360 will help deal with it naturally so that you can overcome the pain that you're dealing with in whatever form that you want to. Uh, They have consulted with over 1,000 medical professionals to safely extract the CBD oil from the hemp plant so it works naturally with your body. We're using it, loving it, sleeping better than I ever have in my entire life because of it. Thank you very much. BioFit360.com. Check it out today. So when we come back, you might just see things clearly for the first time, well, ever. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior product. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D, that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. 
I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. Limited tickets on sale now for the Valspar Championship, the 29th of April to the 2nd of May at the Innisbrook Resort in Palm Harbor, Florida. It's a stellar field. Dustin Johnson, Victor Hovland, two-time defending champion Paul Casey amongst. You could have unlimited fun in the St. Pete Clearwater area attractions and top-ranked beaches as well while in town for the most colorful PGA Tour tournament in the world. For more information, visit ValsparChampionship.com. Let's take a look atop the leaderboard of the RBC Heritage, which the whole vibe of the RBC Heritage is about we are on the other side of the season's first major. Just chill here, hang out. It's that type of place anyways at Hilton Head. And this is the way it's good scoring early on. Tom Hoagie's three under through five. Lucas Glover, three under through five. He teed off on 10. Matt Wallace, three under through 10. Tied for fourth. Camilo Vijegas is two under after five. Austin Cook is two under after two. And then it starts the massive group, seemingly everyone else that's currently on the course. At one under par, names amongst that grouping. Danny Lee, Kevin Streelman, Richie Wierenski, Michael Kim, Sunjay M, all on one under par. Feature groups on the screen there. Grace, Kuchar, Fitzpatrick, Horschel, DJ, Zalatoris, Webb, Connors, and Casey. And then finally, Sergio Cantlay and Morikawa. You can catch featured groups on PGA Tour Live coverage. PGA Tour Live is available through NBC Sports Gold for the balance of 2021, and then it switches over to ESPN+. Plus, uh, You also can hear the coverage of the PGA Tour on PGA Tour Radio, which can be heard worldwide on the PGA Tour app. It can also be heard on PGATour.com, and again, worldwide and for free. Or if you choose to pay for it, you can at SiriusXM across North America. All right, so as I mentioned to you, Dr. Craig's Farnsworth was on with us the other day. And Dr. Craig which was a fascinating interview in its entirety. And you can find it on YouTube on our our Fairways of Life page there. You can find it on our Fairways of Life page on Facebook. You can scroll through our various and multiple outlets on Twitter and find it if you please for the whole thing. But this is just a little cut that we we took. This is is the center of the filet because he was talking about working with now Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama and saying, Hideki, you're not, it's not about technique. Your putting stroke is beautiful. It's about the way that you're lining up to hit your putt and you're, dude, way off. Listen to this. We have what we call the dominant eye, which we, uh, in optometric uh, terminology, call the aiming eye. And uh, it gives information to the brain generally more accurately and uh, in a split second faster than the other eye. And because of what we call retinal rivalry, a lot of times both eyes uh, kind of compete for attention, and uh, that's why we see very few uh, players that are great basketball shots, 
um, are good at things that are at a distance, like projecting a target, shooting a basketball, throwing a baseball, hitting a baseball. People see things differently. Even though you see it clearly, you may not appreciate exactly where it is in space. So we swing under a ball, we swing over a ball, we shoot short, and we putt short. In Hideki's case, that was a biggie for him. His miss was left and short, and that was because of his eyes, not because of technique. See, that's the part of this that I'm finding is so fascinating. PuttDoctor.com, if you'd like to see Dr. Craig Farnsworth of website, if you need help with this. It, it, for a couple of reasons, Doctor. First of all, everything that you're saying so far to me is about hope. This gives great hope to so many people that are struggling with their putter, and I guarantee you their thinking is that it is a technical problem. And you just said that one of the best in the world who wasn't putting well by his standard, fairness, it wasn't a technical problem. It was a vision problem. How do we know the difference between one or the other? Well, yeah, I'd say that 90 plus percent of the people that miss a putt think it's something they did wrong with their technique. And um, we find that most people see the cup short and left or, or long and right. And a good little test for that would be to have them uh, do a dominant eye test. They can make a circle with both eyes, look at a distance target, hold up their hand, and kind of see which eye are they seeing through. That'll give them a dominant eye scenario. Then have them look at a target, maybe a, a cup 15, 20 feet away, have them close their eyes. I have them close their eyes, and I have them point with two fingers, uh, index fingers together, and then open their dominant eye. I'm left eye dominant and right-handed, so I cross dominant. And uh, take a look at where they're pointing. And most people find that they point left or right of where the target actually is, as well as they'll generally point short. And Hideki, uh, actually, when he did the test, ran around in circles uh, going, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so the, his interpreter agent, Bob Turner, said, what, 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 what? And he said, I'm hardly pointing halfway to the cup. No wonder I can't get the ball to the cup. So he had a problem both with alignment and with perception of distance. And that was something that we worked on uh, on the green to help him overcome that misperception. Isn't that fascinating? So while that's going on the other day and today, frankly, I see Dom in his studio doing doing this stuff and pointing at stuff and Tom, I don't know if it, if it taught you anything yet. I guess we're going to find out in the coming days when we go to stream song. Oh, it taught me a lot, Matt. First of all, the goggle thing that he's talking about, I can't figure that out. We got to have him back on. I actually sent him an email. I was like, listen, listen, Doc. Uh, like, I'm really happy about you and Hideki, and all that stuff's really good here, and that's great and good for you guys. But you got to come back on. You got to fix my putting. Only, only Dom can be dismissive of a master's victory. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, good. Yeah, listen, good job. Listen, I need to know more about this eye dominance thing. I need to know about all the tests, how they work. I need a spreadsheet. I need you to explain it to me because the goggle thing, like I'm trying to do what he's, he's telling me about the eyes where you hold up your, your fingers to your eyes and I can't figure it out. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure that one. The finger pointing thing, this thing yeah. works. If you're watching or if you're not watching, if you're listening, you've got to go and watch, watch us on demand later today. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or wherever, here's what you do. I'll explain it more specifically because it was hard to kind of follow what he was saying because he was talking a lot Dr. about Dr. Dom is going to explain it he, to us. All right, go right ahead. So here's what you do, okay? 
find an object not too far away from you, like 10, 20, 30 feet away, right? So I'm in the studio, and I can see an object over there, and I'm going to point at the object. So while you're looking at the object, try and get both fingers to point directly at that object, and you believe in your mind that they are pointing right at that thing. I'm looking right at it. Now, hold that position. Close your left eye and close your right eye, and you will see immediately how bad your vision is. <laughs> you mean how because, off it is? Yes. How bad? It's terrible. Well, it's bad. See, I equate all of this to golf. So, so it's bad because I'm missing putts because my vision is bad. My perception is off. So when you close one eye, you'll notice that your fingers will be pointing directly at the object that you're trying to see. And when you, open, when you close the that's opposite your dominant eye, eye. Yeah, that's your dominant eye. Then, that's going to be your dominant eye. So if you close, like for me, I'm right eye dominant. Apparently, just found out yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm pointing here, right? I close my left eye, and I'm pointing right at what I want to point at. But now when I close my right eye, I am yards to the right, like horribly off to the right. And that scares me. And that really scares me about my putting. So here's what I need. I need Doc back on the show, and I need him to fix me specifically and only me with my problems, and then you can ask him some questions. <laughs> yeah, Don, we need a whole team so of doctors to work, do on, to work on the various <laughs> issues. He did say something. I, I, it, tell me, Dom, if I'm, if I'm recalling this phrase that he used. Did he call it optic rivalry? There was something rivalry where he's talking about your two eyes like kind of vying for attention when you look at something. Do you remember that phrase? I think he said retinal rivalry. Retinal rivalry. I think it was almost like something you'd get a tattoo, you know, like retinal. But rivalry. it made sense, and, and when you do the finger pointing thing, it makes sense because the finger point. Your eyes are fighting for that space and perception, and so what ends up happening is you can't. They're not the same. And he said he called himself cross dominant because he said he's right-handed and his left eye dominant. I am definitely not left eye dominant. I saw you pointing, by the way. When I was full screen, I saw I saw you pointing. Did you test which eye are you, which which dominant? Yeah, but eye I, are you? I already knew because I'm because I'm a shooter. I, I I know that I'm right eye dominant. So it wasn't. So here's any the su- question. So when I putt, should I be like laying down on the green and closing my left eye? Well, that's just what like looking. At, that, like that was one of the things that he was <laughs> talking about. But it but it sounded to me because again that interview was was about Hideki, but. What you're accurately picking up on is what a producer should, is to say, wait a minute, this could apply to everybody everywhere. But it sounded to me like once you kind of get used to what your tendency is, you can also overcome it. and You don't have to close one eye versus the other. Uh, I went out to a putting green yesterday and I tried that with the closing of one eye. But like I said, I already know that I'm right eye dominant. And and so I must align with the right. I, I, so I couldn't, I agree with you that I couldn't really find what he was talking about, which I take it to be because of my own stupidity, not because of, of what he was saying. So I think we need more information. I agree with you in, in all seriousness, putting aside the, the, the humor of it. No, and he agreed. Do. I spoke to him already. I mean, he's going to come on at a later time, a month or two from now. We'll do a good 30 minutes with him so that all of you guys can see it and watch it, and, and he'll explain more of his process how it works, how it can, how it can uh, uh, pertain to you and your putting and, and your game and how you can find which, which you know, eye is more dominant for you and how you, would, how you can adjust to that. Because I'm, it is fascinating, and I would like to incorporate some of the stuff that he was trying to explain because, you know, 
anything that tells me it's not my fault, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Typically, I do something wrong, and it's just like, ah, you know, you know, like we'll be at stream song next week. I'm going to screw up, and my caddy's going to be like, oh, you suck, you suck. Like I don't suck. It's my eyes. The perception is all off. <laughs> I've got that one wandering eye. Your left eye was off by you said yards when you you looked. At you something. should have had my left eye closed. So <laughs> and my yeah, arm, it's broke. <laughs> Dom, you should be playing with an eye patch. <laughs> Everything would be fixed. Uh, yeah, I should play. I should definitely be playing with a patch over both eyes. <laughs> They'll be like, dude, what happened, Dom? Are you okay? Oh no, no, no. It's a thing I'm doing to correct my my alignment with my putty. <laughs> Who was the dude we had on? The doctor that we had on that said he could cure yips. We need to have him on. So we should Dr. do a whole week of like putty Marius stuff. Marius Filmalter is his name. And do you remember, what he, remember when he was on and I was like, he had just did this huge study on the yips and the cause of the yips. And I'm like, somebody, somebody seriously funded a huge clinical study on putting yips? And he was like, no, no. Nobody did it because of putting yips. I was like, oh, well, why'd they do it then? He said, the reason they did it, get this. The reason why they did the study was because surgeons were getting the yips. What was that called? That, there's a name for that. Focal dystonia. Did I just get it right? Is that what, that, what they said or the, the medical term was? You remember, remember Dom? Dom's like, I, I don't you're, know. You are asking me. You are asking the wrong guy. Dom, Dom's I mean, looking out his left eye. You're asking me medical questions? Somewhere. I'm talking about playing golf with two eye patches. <laughs> All right. So I can't help you. <laughs> so, so when I asked that question, they, okay, I could see why it'd be it would be a problem for surgeons. I mean, if you're going to see a surgeon and the guy's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to operate on your heart, but I've got this thing that, so anyway, he figured out a way to rewire in essence, your brain around what causes a yip. And when I say that it's, I, I, I use the word cautiously, although I've thrown it at you multiple times. There's a lot of people cringing right now. You're going to be amazed by that. So, so book him too, Dom. Let's go down this road. Let's, let's cure everybody's putty, and then we'll get Dave Stockton on. You're correct. Focal dystonia is a rare condition, sometimes referred to it as the yips. It is a neurological disorder that involves involuntary spasms in small muscles in the body. It can result from overuse or repetitive stress and tends to affect musicians and golfers. Oh, all right then. They put it right in the headline. I'm glad I to mean, hear that. I mean, surgeons are obviously on that list, but I guess. They're somewhere, yeah, yeah. You don't want to tell a, a hypochondriac like myself about that. Did you know that some surgeons, they just, they just go like that? Oh, do they? Well, I, I, it's best if I never get hurt ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> DJ Will Zalatoris, uh, Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, all lying in store, still coming up in the Fairways of Life show this morning. We're going to get to them in just a minute. TourEdge.com is where you can log on to and see their beautiful new 721 product line. We're going to be doing uh, a feature on those Irons for Golf Channel coming up in just a few hours here in our Fairways of Life studio, and the product is worth your looking at. When you have product that's absolutely packed with technology, but it looks beautiful and you're proud to put it in your bag and you're as excited as a kid at Christmas when you open the box and say, look at these things, I'm going to play so well, play your best and do it with Tour Edge. TourEdge.com is where you can get more information. They are covered by, wait for it, a lifetime warranty. So when we come back, you're going to hear from the big names out at the RBC Heritage. I'll give you another update on what's going on the leaderboard at that time. We now have one standing atop the leaderboard. We'll see if that is the case after this. 
If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. We're getting ready to do more live broadcasts from that last spot you saw, the PGA Tour Superstore. They are America's number one retailer in the nation for a reason, and that is because when you go in there, you're dealing with pros. Not just someone at, say, a big box store that has a massive golf section, too. They don't have a whole store of 40-plus from coast to coast devoted to it. And they certainly don't have experts. They just have someone that wants to sell you a product. Maybe it's a pair of sneakers or maybe it's some gym gear or a piece of athletic equipment. And maybe it's a golf club. But that's not what you want if you're going to invest in golf equipment. You want to make sure that what you're getting is what's right for you. So your investment will bring you long-term joy and better golf at that. A PGA Tour Superstore, again, .com, as you just saw, is the site for that. All right, leaderboard update at the RBC Heritage. 
Matt Wallace continues to stand alone atop the leaderboard. He's four under after six holes played, having teed off on the 10th. He has a one-shot lead over three. Hoagie, Glover, and Cook, all of those at three under par. Obviously, when you're playing at Hilton Head, you're right on the sea, so weather can very much be a part of it. Wind can very much be a part of it. Dom, what are we hearing about the weather uh, today, maybe tomorrow, up at RBC Heritage? The weather is pretty solid right now. Um, we're probably looking at mid-70s-ish for uh, most of the week, mid to low 70s. There is a possible chance of some occasional showers this afternoon um, and a little bit of possible showers on Saturday afternoon. But no, no major thunderstorms, no lightning in the area. They might just be playing with, uh, through a little pockets of rain. Uh, so the issue, And the wind's not a major issue either. Last week, I know we had some double-digit breezes here. They're looking like five to eight miles per hour most days. Should be pretty benign conditions wind-wise. All right, so DJ is part of the featured group coverage, which is live right now on PGA Tour Live, distributed by NBC Sports Gold. He is even par after two holes played as, as yet. He started on the 10th this morning, so he's through 10 and 11, his first two holes of the day. So for Dustin Johnson, I guess, uh, you know, the, the putting was a bit of a challenge for him last week. The, the big question is, how's the game after the first major of the year and heading into Hilton Head? The game's okay. Obviously, last week I, I really struggled with the putting, so you know I'm putting in a lot of a lot of work this week on it. Um, yeah, I mean, probably worse I've putted in a long time last week, and but it's better. It feels better. You know, a lot more comfortable. Feel like I'm hitting hitting putts on my line, and yeah, I mean I'm putting some work, but yeah, that was that was the big kind of big issue last week. Um, but other than that, yeah, I feel like the game's in pretty good form. I mean, I would have liked to have kept it, but. Yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, I got one, so it still felt good. And obviously, you know, very happy for Hideki. You know, he played great. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's great for golf. It's great for him. And, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely neat to be a part of the ceremony. And, and you know, I enjoyed being their champion for, for you know, five months. But, um, you know, I don't care how long it was for. It's still cool. I'm always going to be a Masters champion. For me, driving distance really isn't important anywhere. It's hitting the fairways. You know, I want to play from the fairway. I mean, I, I can hit it further than I do if I want to, but I don't have control. So I'm trying to hit fairways. But yeah, th- this is a golf course where, you know, there, there's a you can hit a. I hit quite a few drivers, but you know, there's a lot of holes where you can't just because you run out of room or just dog legs or whatever it might be. But um, you know, even still around here, you, you just got to drive it straight no matter what club you're hitting. All right, Dustin Johnson uh, discussing a number of different things in the wake of his master's performance. His comments about it doesn't matter how long I was alone as a master's champion, which is interesting because my wife brought that up she, at the Butler Cabin ceremony. She was like, wow, he wasn't really able to be a master's champion for a long time. And he just noted correctly that he's always going to be a Masters champion. What about Will Zalatoris? In a lot of ways, the the world was introduced to to Will Z in the week that was. And I guess the place to start with him is to say, how do you even sort the emotions and memories of what just took place? Obviously an amazing week. Um, You know, I I think I, I still wish I could put into words how much fun I actually had. Um, you know, I was able to appreciate 
playing in my first Masters because, of course, you know, I've, like I've said, you know, I really haven't taken anything for granted over the last two years. Um, going from, you know, Monday to Corn Ferry events to playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, possibly playing the Corn Ferry Tour for two years to then playing in my first Masters was just, it's a crazy wild ride that I've enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, but obviously to be in contention in Sunday, uh, on a Sunday at Augusta was obviously a dream come true. Obviously to come up one short, it'll sting forever. But I know that, you know, I can contend against the best players in the world. And I know I'm capable of getting those two shots somewhere pretty soon. Yeah, you know, if I didn't like it, I'd probably need to find a new profession pretty quickly. Um, you know, it just comes with the territory. Um, yeah, you know, I think none of that will really sink in until I get home. Um, you know, it's definitely different, you know, going and picking up some food and people asking for autographs or pictures. Um, you know, I, I kind of humble myself and say, you know, I didn't win. I finished second. You know, it's like, you know, I've felt like I've been getting some treatment like I ended up like I won. But it's like, you know, to me, it's it's funny. Um, and I and obviously I enjoy it. I mean, um, interacting with the fans, you know, they're the ones that we play for. They're the people that obviously are the ones that give us a job. So, um, yeah, it's it's honestly it's been fun. I don't think it'll sink in until I get back home to Dallas. Um, I think that's when things will probably change a little bit. If I told you that I was expecting to just play in the Masters a year ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, I haven't really had, you know, I, I hate, you know, I've said this before, but there's there's a lot of merit to this. Of I really haven't put expectations on myself to play well. It's not like when I was playing at the U.S. Open with just corn fairy status that I'm trying to have a, you know, oh, I'm going to go get a top 10 this week, or I know, you know, I'm expecting to win or whatever. I just have really done a good job of just kind of playing my game, playing within myself. And I've done that literally since Monday qualifiers on the corn fairy tour. And I, I, you know, like I've said a million times, I hate the cliche, the media statement of just trust the process, but you know, it's gotten me to this point now. And there's no reason to all of a sudden now change, you know, I need to, you know, I, I should go out and win this week or, you know, have, have all these expectations or, you know, I should win a major or make a Ryder Cup team. It's like I, there's still stuff from last week that I'm really frustrated on that um, Josh Gregory and I and Troy Denton and I have worked on that I didn't do my best. And that's all that matters. Um, you know, the fact that I had a chance to win a major and especially the Masters is awesome. But, you know, how do I get to that next step is to just fix what, you know, fix or improve on the skills that I have. Uh, fixing or in, uh, improving on the skills that he has could be something that's very impressive because he's obviously impressed us all with the skills that he's already demonstrated. So we'll keep a close eye, and, and I think it's going to be fun to keep a close eye on Will Z. Is he just seems like a really cool dude. He was with us on the program a few months ago, if you if you recall, and amazed us with the stories about it. If you, if you remember then, I was like, how did you come out of the lockdown and you were so ready to, to compete at the highest level? And he said it was, it was from all of the competition that he was facing when he was in lockdown because of where he lives in the, in the Dallas, Metro Dallas area. Uh, also, the relationship that he has, which I thought was fascinating, with Lanny Watkins. And 
he pretty much says every time I, I talk to and hear from Lanny Watkins, I, I get information from him that, that I absolutely love. And so, yeah, very impressive indeed. Uh, again, we have a change to top the leaderboard just to jump away from that for one second. Lucas Glover now tied with Matt Wallace. Both are four under par. Both are seven holes into their opening round. Both teed off on the 10th. So getting back to Will Zalatoris, when he was talking about what he did and how he did it to be so competitively sharp coming back out of the lockdown, he said it was because of an NFL legend. Tony Romo, who's been um, a really great friend and mentor over the past couple of years. And, you know, obviously um, I get to play a lot of golf with him. I'm actually, he's been, you know, a guy that just, he knows how hard I've worked and has been kind of my biggest cheerleader. Basically over quarantine here, I guess the four months we had off, we played probably five days a week. Um, and the reality was, you know, we would have our individual matches and, you know, he made it hard on me. I mean, that was the part that made it fun is one, he wants to beat my brains in and I want to beat his brains in. But, um, you know, I'd start giving him, you know, gave him a couple shots aside, which made it even harder just because he's been obviously getting a lot better, but I had to raise my game as well. So, you know, that's something that, you know, my roommate Davis Riley and I have talked about is our matches at Merida are bloodbaths. You know, we're trying to cut each other's throats out. And so by the time we get out to the Corn Ferry Tour, I don't want to say it's, it's easy, but it's definitely easier, you know, once you get back out. So, you know, all of our matches that we had over the last three, four months, you know, I've got to thank him for it or thank Tony for it just because, you know, by the time we came back to Sawgrass, I felt ready. Absolutely fascinating, isn't it? That was Will Zalatoris when he was on the uh, program with us a few months ago. Okay, at the RBC Heritage, as you guys know, it was an early work by Pete Dye, it was early, I guess, better in the career of like the consulting that Jack Nicklaus did there. It's a fascinating story about how that golf course was built, how it was developed, why it was developed to make it a destination resort. Now I'm talking about Hilton Head at large. But to play the course itself, as Webb Simpson tells us, it's a bit of a chess game. Yeah, it's very much a... a kind of a plotter's golf course, point A to point B, and um, you got to really control your ball, you know, ball flight, shot shape, which those things get me excited about. I, I love thinking through, you know, where am I hitting on this hole and where am I hitting on this green? That's kind of the, the language we speak about every week um, or language we speak in. And so I feel comfortable here, even though it's a tight golf course. Um, it really – it really makes me focus in and kind of zero in on where I'm trying to hit the ball. And, uh, you know, the course, I've never seen it, you know, look this good. It's firm. It's going to be very different than what we saw in June. We're kind of back to what we normally see this time of year with, you know, higher winds, firm greens, and I don't think the scores will, will be near what we shot in June. There's more information for these young guys than we've ever had. You have Decade Golf from Scott Fawcett. You have TrackMan. You have Foresight. All these tools and technology – to help these high schoolers and college players get better, hit it further, uh, understand. We know, we know in golf uh, why shots go left and right or left to right and right to left more than we've ever known. There's, like I said, there's so much information, so I think these young guys take advantage of it. And so when they show up at tournaments, they've already been exposed to some of this kind of course strategy stuff that when I was in college, I learned from my, my coach Jerry Haas, which he taught me a lot, but – 
again, there's, there wasn't the information then that we have now where there's actual facts behind theories and people's opinions. And so it seems like these young guys to me are, they're more mature in their kind of golf brain uh, than guys coming out with me 12, 13 years ago. And, you know, Kyle Morikawa, 24 years old, I think, but he, he plays and acts like he's a veteran. And I think it helps having, you know, caddies like J.J. Jackvac. I mean, these guys who have been around for a while, they're helping a lot. But, um, yeah, they're certainly – they're way ahead of where I was for sure. Again, fascinating stuff from a lot of different players that we've heard from so far today. Let's hear from one more. And he's one of those young players and a great ball striker. And that's an attribute at the RBC Heritage that could come in very handy. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's a course that I think really suits my game. A lot of tee to green, uh, a lot of approach shots that are kind of in my wheelhouse. Uh, but last year, you know, I, I struggled a little bit, especially after playing well the week before. Uh, just had a few issues through the turf with my irons. But, you know, this year with a little more overseed, we're in April now. Um, everything feels really good. Game's feeling really good, especially after last week. So uh, hopefully we start making a lot of birdies. Yeah, you know, I'd say the state of my game is really good. Um, I, I'd say overall as a season, it ha- hasn't been as consistent as I wanted. It hasn't been that consistent kind of golf that um, I thought I'd be playing uh, week in and week out. But, you know, there's ups and there's downs, and we're trying to figure things out. Obviously, I made a huge putter switch uh, earlier this year in um, L.A. with the, the grip and everything, and everything feels great. And I, I think every week I'm, I'm learning something. I, I picked up on a few things from last week. Um, that even though that course plays completely different about my game, about my head, uh, how I go through certain shots, um, I think we're heading down a really good path. So, you know, everything feels really good. And those are the weeks that uh, you come out, hopefully, uh, you know, putting yourself in contention by Sunday. All right, Colin Morikawa, the leaderboard continues to have Lucas Glover and Matt Wallace atop, both at four under par, both holding a one-shot lead currently at the RBC Heritage. In terms of how and when and where you can catch your coverage of the RBC Heritage today, you can see it displayed on your screen right now. If you're watching us on the television side and the radio side, it is as follows. Today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, coverage will air on Golf Channel. Same time tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On Saturday and Sunday, it is split between us and CBS. 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on CBS. Sunday, same schedule, 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and 3 p.m. on CBS. The coverage on PGA Tour Live and PGA Tour Radio will be as follows. Starting for PGA Tour Live at 7 a.m. It did already today and will tomorrow. Uh, PGA Tour Radio will come on the air at noon. On Saturday and Sunday, PGA Tour Live will be on at 8 a.m. All these times are Eastern and at 1 p.m. on PGA Tour Radio. The Lotte Championship, which started last night, round one is in the books, as we mentioned to you, that uh, Brittany Altamari is leading the way. That will be on the air again tonight at 7 p.m., and it is scheduled for the same start time both on Saturday and on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time in prime time. Really fun show today. Appreciate your company as ever. Hope you guys have a great Thursday and looking forward to being with you again tomorrow to review multiple rounds of golf that are then in the books. Until then, be well and goodbye for now.